Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Podcast for spiritual seekers and lurkers, the respectfully curious, and the pursuers of their passion, hosted by Melanie Dawn, Jen Anderson, and Tanya Ryan. Although today is a unique episode because I, myself, Melanie Dawn, am going to be talking to myself. So I don't do this all the time, um, but I'm willing to do it for you guys. Today, I wanted to talk to you about using meditation to access your intuition. This is one of the most profound practices that I have found as an intuit and channel of universal energy and wisdom. Um, I was born with a natural gift. Uh, I do believe that some of us are more open than others. We come here to this earth that way. But I don't believe that it is out of reach for everyone. I think that what I do is absolutely can be a learned practice. And by sitting with yourself in meditation and really truly channeling inward is where the gift is, is where you find your intuition, where you really get to know yourself. And for me, a lot of my journey has been in just decoding and understanding how I respond to certain situations. And then um, the innate gift in me is that I catalog it. I have like a whole university of emotions and understanding of situations. And even from watching a movie or watching a scene play out in real life, I can feel that person's emotion and I quickly like diarize it or catalog it and put it into the university for when I meet with clients. And when I meet with clients, um, I, I automatically, in the room, in the space that I've devoted to this, whether it's online or in my healing room, I automatically go into what I know as the alpha brain state. And I only have learned to access this so fluidly through the practice of yoga nidra, which is a meditative technique that I um actually went to the training for as a very, very beginner, only ever of taking one or two practices prior. Um, once I discovered this profound impact of yoga nidra on my intuition and my spiritual self, it almost became like an addiction. Um, I, it's all I could talk about. I'm sure you've probably heard me talk about it or mention it at least once or twice before. But um, I really do believe that it is the portal to accessing highest self and the wisdom of highest self. Um, I'll give you a little bit of background and share with you um, a little bit of how I got here. I absolutely do believe that my journey has been divinely, divinely guided. When I felt lost, I was offered a new path that would lead to the teachings that I didn't consciously know I was in need of to complete what I didn't already know. So there was a whole lot of not knowing as I just stumbled through the darkness. And like I said, I found the yoga nidra training just by simply being selfish as a yoga teacher wanting to niche out. And um, Okotoks didn't have a lot of yoga nidra trainings or teachers for that matter. And I saw uh, a real opening, and I, th I think that the universe made sure that I saw this as an opening um, when I found that practice. I've used the practice of meditation and specifically yoga nidra to accurately receive messages while in session and channel wisdom that would otherwise be inaccessible from my logical mind. So how yoga nidra works is it shifts the brain state into an alpha state where 
where I am right now, I'm in a, a beta state and I, I fluidly flow in and out. So there might be some channeled messages come through here, but I also have some notes just to back me up in case I get lost and freeze while I'm doing this podcast by myself. Um, I do uh, often love having Tanya here to always save the day because she knows just what to say. Um, so inside of this alpha brain state, either it, the brain slows down and it goes a lot longer and a lot slower. When the brain slows down, everything kind of channels inward and the inner senses awaken. And our inner senses are so intelligent and the brain, this brain state is so intelligent that there could be spontaneous healing occur in this state. Um, maybe you have been struggling with uh, coming up with a solution or a resolution to a problem and where prayer has not worked or, or you've not felt any a great impact or relief from prayer, this state is um, naturally accessible two times throughout the day. Unless you're a napper, then you see it a little bit more. But um, right before you fall asleep, there's about a two to five minute period. And five minutes is a long time to be in this state without practicing yoga nidra. Uh, two to five minute window right before you fall asleep. And then right as you wake up where it's called the hypnagogic state. And in this state, you are so prone to having incredible downloads. Um, my partner works with logs, like huge timbers. And so sometimes he'll come to a job where uh, a previous timber framer or worker couldn't complete because I don't understand this, but this is how he explains it to me. They couldn't complete it because they didn't know how to tie it in. And for him, he has unknowingly used this state to problem solve his way out of these difficult tie-ins. Um, he said like he could stay awake all day and have it consume his whole brain state and he does, like he's very single pointed um, all day and then go to sleep. And in his dream state or as he's waking, he comes up with the answer. It's like a movie playing out for him, which I'm like super jealous of because I never have that experience like a movie. I just have an inner knowing, but he can see like all how the pieces go and tie in. And he has um, absolutely used this in his work and to um, further his career. Now I forgot where I was. Um, oh, here it is. So um, the truth of this brain state, this beta brain state, is we only have access to very limited information that we already know. So if you don't already know it, you're taxing your brain trying to find something or a solution that you don't already know. You've never seen it before. Well, here's where Alpha comes to rescue you. Alpha knows all. It's connected and directly tied into our highest states of, states of consciousness and universal wisdom. Um, another thing that can happen in accessing intuition through beta state is that you are really still in ego state. Um, ego is loud in beta brain state. It wants to compete. It, um, it's in comparison mode all the time. I find when I shift into alpha brain state, I'm so... Um, unbiased and so connected to my clients when they come that I don't even remember. Um, so here's where confidentiality comes into play is unless they remind me 
or unless I come back into that energy with them again, most of it is forgotten by me because my logical mind is not hanging on to it as mine. It's just being channeled. I am like a, a wand up into the universal wisdom and it comes in and out without hanging on. I don't linger. So that's another way to protect yourself as a healer. If you feel you need protection, um, gather yourself into a practice, a devoted practice of yoga nidra and, and learn how to shift into that alpha brain state. Ego can become a problem in accessing these higher states of consciousness, which is why it's hard for people to do this work accurately um, and accurately read or channel for themselves. So if I'm trying to read or channel for myself, uh, myself, good luck, Melanie, good luck, because I always have an outcome. And even if I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good with whatever the universe gives me. My mind is not. And even if I do try to go into alpha state um, and ask about this, I have to use my beta brain state to ask. So in alpha, everything is spontaneously downloaded. If I'm asking for my beta brain state, I'm getting a beta brain state answer. There's no way I'm accurately getting the universal wisdom. I am seeking the answer that I want to know um, that I've decided is best for me in my logical mind. So the ego can really um, F you up as an intuit and an accurate downloader of information. Um, and just lost where I was again. Oh, here's how the ego can shortchange us in a couple different ways. And I've already touched on this, but just to expand on it. Number one is we don't know what we don't know. The collective consciousness is working within the macro or the bigger picture. So if you could see yourself as um, an eagle looking down over your town, you can see all the houses where if you're in your eyes, all you can see are the houses that are directly across the street. So that's the micro picture. You're experiencing the micro picture. And that's what the ego sees is the micro picture. If you're in um, universal conscious connection, you're experiencing the big macro picture. How many times throughout life have you prayed or wished on a certain outcome that you never did get and you were giving something so profound in return? And I have a really cool story and I'd actually like my good friend um, to come on and share her birth story because it's pretty cool how the universe had something in mind for her that ha she, she had no clue was coming. Um, it could be something that you could have never seen coming or thought of for yourself, but we're just one piece on a chessboard and all our stories are interconnected. Um, uh, just this week I had said, like, I struggle with technology and I was like, oh man, like I'm, ser I'm searching my circle for someone who could help me streamline some technological efficiencies. And then, uh, little did I know that I'd already had a meeting set up. A girl had reached out to me on Instagram and asked me to connect and we'd never connected before, but I felt really drawn to her. And then as we were talking, she started telling me that she's an efficiency manager and gave me a couple solutions to problems that I hadn't already known. And that's like the serendipity that we could never plan. I was, I was not actively seeking that. I felt stuck in it, but the universe feel, felt compelled to help me because I'd been praying on it. Um, another way that the uh, ego can shortchange us is we're not meant to go this life alone. In our energetic form, we know no boundaries, time, or space. But in this life, we build walls around ourselves and we call it a home. 
We wall up our hearts and call it protection. We buy things that keep us higher than or perhaps even feel less than because of them. We are the cause and creation of our own suffering through separation. So, of course, the universe wants us to build a community of references to support our evolution through higher states of consciousness. So accessing meditation, going in, is going to be one of the key uh, and most crucial things you can do for self-preservation and self-growth. Um, struggling through depression or anxiety, I'm not a clinical doctor and I don't know if I have ever um, spent a long time in a depressed state or truly understand it, but I can tell you that in the depths of my sorrow of what I've known in this life, um, and that's been heavy, that this has been a practice that has guided me along with just pure faith and praying. And I don't pray to a certain God. I pray to spirit. Um, so I'm a non, uh, I'm non-religious, but I am spiritual. And those two practices have completely transformed my life, um, transformed my faith, which is probably the foundation of why I grow at such a rapid pace. Meditation is also one of the most reliable practices, um, not because you're looking for an outcome, but because you know that it's an opportunity to explore what is hiding. Ooh, yeah, so some shadow work can happen in there with meditation. Um, what is it that you're thinking all day long? Most of us have no conscious recollection of the thoughts that play across our mind. And some of those thoughts are really damaging to our self-worth. They are old programs, old paradigms, and some of it is even cellular memory from our parents, their parents that's been passed down. Um, if we don't see what is going on inside of our mind, we don't know what needs to be changed. So for myself, before I began a practice of yoga nidra, I was in a state of worthlessness. But let me tell you, my self-esteem was high, like my self-confidence was high. No one would have told you except for those with the antennas also looking for someone um, in that, that vibration. No one could have told you that I lacked confidence or that I lacked esteem. But my actions and the cyclical events that kept occurring were absolutely devoted to I'm not worthy they would pray to I'm not worthy. That's that's how loud this was. Um, I never knew that that was something that I struggled with. I never knew that I held a lot of shame about who I was as a child or how I was raised. And um, none of this falls on anyone, but that's just the truth that I have. I didn't know that this was holding me back. I didn't know that I felt less than because I saw my life as different or something that needed to be, I needed to be more ashamed of. Um, growing up in a, a home with an alcoholic father, things were very unpredictable and I learned how to become a codependent as did my mom. Um, it, it's something that is extremely difficult to break if you don't know that you're doing it. Um, meditation and, and specifically the practice of yoga nidra brought me to my knees and changed my entire life by just having me slow down and be awakened in a practice of meditation to just witness and to be able to create this 
safe and neutral canvas of a body to experience turbulent emotions was by far one of the most amazing blessings that I have ever been given. And I think that that's why Tanya devoted me to talk to you about meditation today, is that it has just um, such a profound impact on my life. And I know that there are lots of you out there with the same story as me and, and still struggling to find that self-love, still struggling to find that self-value, um, self-worth. And even if you had the most perfect upbringing, the brain, the mind is um, mostly negative in um, trying to protect yourself and trying to keep you small. So it's going to tell you that it's too scary out there, or it's not safe to be seen, or um, maybe you shouldn't do this. This The mind is not seeking your purpose. It is not. So that's where you have to lean into your heart. And in meditation, you can find your heart. You can find your heart's voice. Um, it always speaks when it's quiet. And so it has to be very quiet and still for the heart to be heard. The mind is loud. It has a megaphone. You can hear it anytime you want. It takes conscious work to connect to the heart. And then once you develop a practice of that, um, the connection becomes so much easier. And so going back to using this to uh, practice, to access your intuition is when you understand yourself, that is when you can understand others. And when the universe speaks to you in whatever uh, clear it does, however you download this information from the universe, you will only begin to hear or see or feel or understand how it speaks to you when you're quiet. And then when you are steady in your understanding when you're quiet, that's when you can take it into a practice with clients, if that's your jam, or take it into situations of um, helping your community, helping your friends. All of these practices are devoted to acts of service. Um, we are acts of service beings. It fills us up to help and support others. Um, when we are in a sad state and, and we are at the grip of whatever um, sorrow is there, what happens first? Isolation. We always isolate and um, take ourselves away from the community because we're serving this sorrow. We're serving this sadness. And you have to make that conscious choice to reconnect, to reestablish. And that first point of contact should be with you, um, with your highest self, really understanding what brought you to this state and how you're going to get out of it is how you got in it. Um, it's a teaching. It's a true teaching. You are such a powerful connector. If you stay consistent and connected to this practice, it is like tapping into an infinite well of wisdom. Um, you've always had it, guys. You always, always have had this. Um, when you felt most alone is when you need to go in the most. Um, I'm going to guide you here. I, I, I know I'm all over the map. I really, uh, I get so passionate about it that I bounce around and some of that was read from script, but um, I hope that you understand 
uh, at least a little bit more about why meditation is such a uh, pivotal practice to increasing oh we don't like that word anymore is such a profound practice to increasing your intuition if you have time to stay I'd love to guide you through maybe just a short five minute meditation where you connect with your heart where you can really begin to hear the language of your heart often it carries its own little mantra and it wants to be seen valued loved if you're ready, find a seat where you're comfortable. And once you have this seat where you're comfortable, I'm not a meditation um, guru by any means. And I think this practice needs to be accessible for you. So if you're in a seat, awesome. If you need some support underneath your, your sit bones, grab a pillow, let the knees fall lower than the hips. That's usually a more comfortable space. If you're tired and you want to do this laying down, take a lay down. Absolutely make yourself comfortable. And wherever you are, I want you to feel the length that exists within you, through the spine, through the crown of the head. And then take a deep breath in through the nose. Hold it in the belly. And as you exhale, close the top lid to the lower lid whole body drops from the gravitational pull, the assistance of gravity. And lightness builds as you take another deep breath in, filling to the belly, expanding all four ways and holding. This tension is a beautiful gift once you release it. Exhale. Last one. Big breath in. Let it pool and ground down to the pelvic bowl. Hold it once you feel full. And then consciously exhaling. Eyes stay closed. And we'll open the third eye, which is the inner eye, this omniscient, all-seeing eye, the center of the forehead between the brow. And the physical eyes stay closed and allow this space for the third eye to explore. To begin to take its way through the back of the head and down the throat, finding its way into the heart space. And in the heart space, there is a beating a mantra, a forever hum, and we'll sit there for a moment and just absorb this sound, this vibration, the vibration of love, wholeness, and already there. And as you sit with the beating of your heart, the vibration of love, open the inner sense of hearing.
and allow it to expand into the energetic field produced by the heart. While you're listening, expand the energetic field outward, upward, and downward, all four directions. Wrapped in the energetic frequency of the heart and listening from every cell inside this energetic bubble. Noticing how you feel. And knowing that you're safe wherever you are to experience any emotion that comes. And then the energetic frequency, it's not opposed to what we know as positive or negative. Each is an experience within itself. Each is a teaching. What is coming? Allowing space for the body to soften. Feeling the energy dance on your skin as the tongue slowly drops from the roof of your mouth. The thoughts could be racing or slowing, and it's all perfect. It's all perfect. The purpose of meditation is not to stop what comes, but to observe what comes. This is the seat of power, the witness seat. Witness self through eyes of compassion, understanding, and knowing that all is perfect, who you were, who you are, who you will be. All of that is exactly as it should be, exactly. Let's begin to come back into the body. You can imagine the energetic heart frequency rolling up and coming back to the center. Center of the physical heart is located to the left of the sternum. Bring your heart back to your body. And then allow the vibration to continue to be a frequency that goes out into the universe, that introduces you before you introduce yourself. This is your frequency. This is your knowing. This is what keeps you safe, what keeps you in a state of love, harmony, and balance. The flow state. And you can find that here and access through the gateway of the heart. As you begin to awaken the senses of the skin resting on tissue and bone, become heightened. The borders of your body reappear. 
And the eyes can awaken the physical sight. And the third eye stays vibrant and awakened always. Thank you so much for partaking in that meditative journey with me. I do have an offering coming out that is um, uh, structured around unlocking your intuitive voice. What What is your voice? How, how does it speak to you? How does your intuition speak to you? Um, it's a full online uh, program, so you can do it at your own pace, at your own will. And um, it's done through uh, meditation. And I do believe that through meditative training, we learn quicker, we absorb quicker, and we have uh, more space for ourselves to get to know who we are and how we respond and react. If you ever have any questions about meditation, please know that I love getting your DMs. I love getting your messages. I love when you comment and engage with me. Um, my whole spirit just beams when I get to connect with you guys and um, the ones that I know and the ones that I have yet to know. So please reach out at any time. All right, so this is it, guys. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of The Spiritual Boss. I so appreciate you listening. Please click the subscribe button, and if you've enjoyed this podcast, leave us a positive review so that more people can find us. We welcome all your emails, input, and comments, and you can email us at spiritualbosspodcast at gmail.com and find us on Instagram at the Spiritual Boss Podcast. We also have individual accounts that you can follow us on, and all of us love to hear from you. I hope you all have a wonderful day and enjoyed this episode, and if you did, share it with a friend. Talk to you soon.